Got my eyes straight ahead, got my head in the game With the red light on, I'm just waiting for the change Keep my head down low Hi, Jay Fallon. Thanks for listening to The Slippery Slope. So listen, this uh, this has been getting around for a while. I've kind of, I've tried to steer clear of what's been going on. Uh, been a little dubious about the whole topic, to be honest. Uh, but today I'm going to talk a little bit about the voice. Obviously, we've got this referendum coming up to change our constitution. I've got a few concerns. Okay, a few concerns. Now, for one, I'm just personally, I'm not particularly sure I need someone who's supposedly from my community representing me. I look at uh, who the voice says, these are the people that will represent me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable with that. Uh, I just don't think it's my initial thoughts were this is not needed. Um if I have someone like Anthony Albanese, now maybe it's just because I'm a little cynical. I don't particularly trust the government that much. But if Anthony Albanese and someone like, uh, you know, Lisa Wilkinson <laughs> are standing in front of me telling me I need the voice, the voice will be good for me, I would instinctively, instinctively turn around because I think someone is about to come over and clap, clap me in the back of the head. If they tell me I need something, I think, yeah, I don't need it, obviously. Because whatever they're telling me I need, I probably need exactly the opposite. I have zero trust for these types of people. Okay. When someone on the left side of politics like that, uh, you know, probably from the ABC or Channel 10 is sitting there saying, oh, you need this, this will be good for you. As an Indigenous Australian, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the... I'm waiting for the punch in the back of the head. Like I said, don't trust it. But it doesn't mean you don't look into it and find out for yourself. So look, I'm just going to share with you a few of my concerns. Tell me what you reckon. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm completely closed off to the to the voice. I'm not going to talk about you know the the constitution and all that stuff. But uh, just go through a few points. So here it is. Uh, this is from the website voice.gov.au. So uh, chapter nine, recognition of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, 129 Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice in recognition uh, peoples as the first peoples of Australia. There shall be a body to be called the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. Uh, the voice may make representations to the parliament and the executive government of the Commonwealth on matters relating to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. So just straight up, there's, there's something that really concerns me, but I'll, I'll keep going. The parliament shall, subject to the constitution, have power to make laws with respect to matters relating to the average, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice, including the composition functions, powers, and procedures. Uh, says, what is the voice? Uh, it's uh, giving advice to parliament and government. The voice would make representations to the parliament and the executive on matters relating to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. The voice would be able to make representations proactively. The voice would be able to respond to requests for representation from the parliament and the executive government. The voice would have its own resources, 
uh, the parliaments and executive government should seek representations in writing from the voice early in the development of proposed laws and policies. Uh, the voice will be chosen by Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people based on the wishes of local communities. Members of the voice would be selected by Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities not appointed by the executive. Members would serve on the voice for a fixed period of time to ensure regular accountability to the communities, to ensure cultural legitimacy. Uh, the way that members of the voice would be chosen would suit the wishes of local communities and would be determined through the post-referendum process. The voice will be representative of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities, gender balanced and include youth. Members of the voice will be Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander, according to the standard three-part test. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander, according to the three-part test. You know, in, in this day and age when, when we're all looking at... We, we we live in a society where we don't even know, we cannot even describe what a woman is. We can't all agree this is what a woman, even though for thousands of years, thousands of years, everyone has always known this is a woman, this is a man. Throughout generations, you've always had a few people that, uh, you know, want to uh, play dress-ups, want to put on makeup, want to do things, want to pretend, want to behave like they're not, but yet they still knew, still knew. Everyone still understood that they were that particular biological sex. Generally accepted, known as a fact that you cannot actually change sex. But now we live in this uh, in this era, as of about five minutes ago, where people do not know and they cannot describe what a woman is, and this is part of a, a bigger, it's part of a bigger problem. But one issue with this not being able to understand what a woman is, and if you're sitting there going, Jay, what what's all this got to do with the indigenous issue? We we twist words, we twist the meanings around now that you can say anything, and it can mean whatever you want. I can say anything now, and People need to accept what I say as my truth. It mightn't be factual, but it's my truth. So when it comes to when it comes to this issue with uh, with the voice, I'll go back over what it says. So um, the voice would make representations to the parliament on matters relating to Aboriginal and Islander and Torres Strait Islander people. So how are we going to decide who are Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people? And the members of the voice would be Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people according to the standard three-part test. So what is the standard three-part test? If you look that up, uh, the three-part test formulated in the 1980s to determine the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander status of individuals. It requires individuals to have biological descent from an Indigenous Australian to self-identify and to be accepted by their Indigenous community. So in other words, here, I'll, I'll bring this up so you can actually see, so you can actually see what I'm saying here. Here you go. 
individual's biological descent. So you have to have, you have to be able to prove that you're the biological descendant of indigenous people. I would suggest that we need to go down the road of DNA testing, only partly because I've seen so many people who I know are not indigenous, okay, and yet they claim to be. They claim to be. They tick a box if it's just to get free, free something, some kind of benefit. They'll tick that box saying, "Yep, yep, that's me." They got no idea. They they they're not actually indigenous. They've never identified as indigenous. They don't even live in the community where supposedly their indigenous heritage comes from. Uh, but yet they just tell you you have to accept it, and then they get they get free something free. I won't say too much because people get in trouble anyway. So um. I think they need to have DNA testing. Uh, you need to self-identify. Uh, it can't be, and it shouldn't be, as my cousin says, we we now have all these, uh, what she calls RIs, recent identifiers. <laughs> you know, all, the, all, these, all these people who, when they were kids, no one identified as being Indigenous because there was no benefit to it. Uh, there was no, you know, there was no proud badge of honour to saying that you're indigenous so no one claimed it but now that it's kind of the cool thing to do everyone claims yeah i'm indigenous i just found out last week my great 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 grandfather was as i had someone try to tell me uh, a lady tried to tell me that uh her her grandfather's brother was indigenous which so her great uncle was indigenous somehow that made her indigenous I tried to point out that if she was Indigenous, it would have to be her grandfather and that maybe her grandfather's brother was Indigenous because he had a different father, which would mean that she's not Indigenous. Um, she couldn't see the logic in that. But anyway, in her little mind, she was Indigenous. So you need to be self-identify and you need to be, this is very important, you need to be accepted in the Indigenous community. The issue is we live in a society where you can say you are absolutely anything. Like I said, I can grow my beard out as long and as wide as I can. Uh, you know, I can um, put on a dress, put on a bit of makeup, leave the beard. If I tell you I am a woman, you have to accept that I am a woman. If you're saying, Jay, that's crazy, obviously, just because you say it doesn't mean it's true. Well, I'll remind you of this little. Uh, I'll remind you of this little nugget here. I did a story on it the other week. Uh, this is our current, our current minister for women in Queensland. Uh, she's also now the attorney general of Queensland, Shannon Fentiman. I'm not going to play the clip because uh, if you listen to her voice, it'll just make you dumber. Uh, anyway, left-leaning Australian Labor Party member and current Attorney General of Queensland and Minister for Women, Shannon Fentiman, recently told a reporter that anyone identifying as a woman is a woman. She, she attempted to defend her unscientific position by bringing up inclusivity as a social justice issue. So this is, this is the issue that I have. With um, with the voice, 
we go back, the voice is making representation on behalf of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. And the voice is also having a supposed Torres Strait, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people representing these communities. But we now live in a society where people can just say they are, even though people can just say they are anything and we all have to accept what they say. Now you might say again, okay, Okay, so this is where society's going when it's women, when it's men saying that they're women, when it's women saying they're men, even though they're about to give birth and they sit there saying, well, I am a man. Well, no, you're not. Let's bring up something that happened in Victoria. Uh, this is a little while ago, but my issue is there's a few of these kinds of people getting around who say they are Indigenous. Personally, I think they're fakes. I think they're liars. Okay, if... um. Yeah, and I'm going to bring this one up because to me it's obviously not true. But this was, this, just no shame. No shame at all in what this woman did. Uh, bring it up here so you can share this one as well. The name Lauren, Lauren O'Dwyer. She was running, trying to be an MP, wanted to be an MP in the Victorian Parliament, there's her, if you're watching this on YouTube, whatever, you can see it. There's her there. Very white, very red hair. I do remember when I was reading Captain Cook's memoirs, he said on page three how he was surprised how many Indigenous people in Australia were uh, very Caucasian looking with red hair running around with their laptops and spears. <laughs> JK. Anyway, so she, a relative, she claims to be Yorta Yorta woman. Yorta, yorta, yorta. Remember, three points. You have to have biological. So it has to be something in your DNA. You have to be able to prove you're a direct descendant. You have to also identify. I would, I would, I would uh, be willing to bet that no time during her school years did she ever identify as being Indigenous. No way. When she was younger, when it wasn't cool to be a Murray, be Aboriginal. I won't say Murray because. That's a Queensland. Anyway, when she when she was um when she was in school, she wouldn't have said it. It wasn't cool back then. But now, when it suits her, now, now, now she's Aboriginal. Uh, so and obviously, and also, she doesn't know anything about the community that she's supposedly from. Uh, let's have a little listen to the video that she puts out, uh, and then we'll talk about the article. I'm Lauren O'Dwyer, Labour for Richmond. I'm a lesbian single mum, a renter, director in the arts, footy co- Oh, yeah. She's a lesbian single mum. Lesbian single mum and an Aboriginal woman. As you can see there, see? That beautiful... Anyway, keep going. Won't be... And a proud Yorta Yorta woman. Lauren O'Dwyer, Nagapa Yorta Yorta Winya Enginar. I'm a Yorta Yorta woman and mother. And I am the Labour candidate for Richmond in the upcoming state election. Nagapa Lauren O'Dwyer, Nagapa Yorta Yorta Winya Enginar. My name is Lauren O'Dwyer and I'm a Yorta Yorta woman and mother. Uh, it's important to me to continue to reclaim the language of my ancestors and matriarchs up further north um, because just as our language has. Further north? Further north, the country where she's never actually been to, uh, 
I'm going to rewind this a little bit because there's something here I think is very important that she says as well. Because just as our language has been stolen from us, um, as has my colour. Hear that? Just as our language has been stolen from us, as has my colour. Her colour was stolen from her, apparently. Yorta yorta, woman. And that is how we continue to move towards reconciliation in this great... Yeah, anyway... She claims to be Aboriginal, claims to be Indigenous. She's saying that her colour has been stolen from her, as has her language, because obviously she knows people are looking at her saying, they're probably actually looking at her pants, saying, is her pants on fire? Because I'm pretty sure I can see some smoke coming out there. And it ain't because she's hot. Um, so anyway, let's go through this article. Relative uh, from the Victorian Labor candidate who described herself as a proud Yorta Yorta woman has said her family has no Indigenous ancestry and has never identified as Aboriginal. So Lauren, she was running for election, battleground seat of Richmond, Melbourne's inner north, because that's where all the, uh, that's where all the, all, all the recent identifiers, they all come from, you know, inner Melbourne, inner Sydney, Anyway, it's a whole different thing. So the ABC understands Ms. O'Dwyer said her Indigenous heritage comes from great-grandfather Graham Berry. However, Mr. Berry's daughter, so they describe it as Mr. Berry's daughter, so obviously it's not it's not uh, O'Dwyer's grandmother. It must be, either way, it must be her great-aunt. Either way, her daughter, his daughter, says... As told the ABC, her father was not Aboriginal and never identified as Aboriginal. However, further down here in this article, uh, so the Premier, uh, so she has obviously disputed this. Uh, she's disputed in a statement provided. Uh, she's disputed the allegation saying, I know who I am and am proud of my heritage, even though she's not. So she's just flat out lying. Here she is standing with Dan Andrews. Uh, when asked about the issue on Monday, Dan Andrews said cultural identity was a complex matter and Miss O'Dwyer had made her position clear. Now, going back to The Voice, The Voice has what? The three-part standard. Remember? Standard. Three-part standard. You have to have biological descent, self-identify, and be accepted in your community. According to Dan Andrews, it's a... It's a complex matter. It doesn't seem that complex. You have to have three things that line up, three facts that line up. Your DNA, you need to be able to prove biological descent. You need to be able to be accepted in the community where you say you come from. I come from the Sundays. I'm accepted. I'm known. I'm known. Mother's known. Grandmother's known. Great-great-grandmother's known. That's the way it works because you are what you know you are and the community knows what you are. Because they all accept you and they acknowledge who you are, where your family comes from. And you're supposed to self-identify. But then, see, it doesn't seem that complicated. According to Dan Andrews, cultural identi identity is a complex matter. Lauren has made her statements uh, and I would direct you to those. I'm not going to speak for her. It's not appropriate. That's a matter for her identity. And she's been very, very clear. Getting back, getting back to the voice. Now, they say they want this three-part standard. They say that they're going to have representatives from Indigenous communities and they're going to be representing Indigenous communities, uh, putting forward 
putting forward representations that are good for indigenous communities. But we now live in a society where no one, where people can say whatever they want and we're supposed to just accept it. I don't, I don't like the voice for how, for how vague it is. Anyone, they, they, they may have their little three-part, yep, this is the three-part identifier, until someone, and I brought up Lauren O'Dwyer because she is the most obvious, but there's plenty of people getting around at the moment that I see on the news and you sit there going, mate, you are, please sit down, please sit down, you're just a pretender. You are just a pretender. You can sit back and look and say, well, yeah, about 10 generations ago, we think this person might have been Indigenous, so that makes me Aboriginal. I'm the original Aboriginal. I'm sorry, it doesn't. However, in this current environment, if you say that you're Aboriginal, if you say you're Torres Strait Islander, Everyone else is supposed to just accept it, regardless of this three-point identifier. We'll have people like Dan Andrews standing up and saying, well, it's a complex issue. They've said that that's what they are. We just need to accept it. And the voice will end up getting hijacked. I, can I just say something about this Lauren O'Dwyer and other people getting around on the news that are uh, stating they are Indigenous when obviously they aren't? I've worked in communities... Um, a lot more intolerant than uh, the area that I'm from, okay? And if you were up there, if Lauren O'Dwyer was in some of these other communities, Indigenous communities, and swanned around saying that she is a proud Yorta Yorta woman, you know, look at me, she would get a spear in the leg and rightly deserved. I don't like the voice because of its how vague it is in its descriptions. That's just part of it, part of the issue. We're describing these indigenous, you know, who it's representing, and it's representing indigenous people. It's uh it's just way too vague. I don't like it. I don't particularly think we need it. I don't want someone like a Lydia Thorpe representing me. It's one thing to have them, you know, getting voted in, uh, coming up and saying, well, yeah, oh, I'm going to represent the uh, community of the Sundays and running for election and getting voted in. These people aren't going to be voted in. They're just going to be put forward by the community. You're going to have some families in some communities that are going to be able to control who the representatives are because they are the biggest families in that area. I don't like it. It's too vague. I think it'll be open to corruption. And I, as I said, I don't want people like Lydia Thorpe or, 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 or heaven forbid, uh, what, what's her name? Lauren O'Dwyer, the, uh, the, the very pale redheaded black woman representing me saying, yeah, I represent, uh, I represent those people from the Sundays. Look at me. <laughs> no don't like it I'm not going to vote for it that's just my opinion but uh, that's a no for me just just from a 
just from a brief look through. Too many issues. That's my uh, opinion. Thanks for listening to the slippery slope. They just fuel the desire they will take me higher. I'm on fire because nothing's going.